All right. Well, here we are live. I do not have a fancy guest introduction this time around because a little curveball this morning. Uh, the scheduled guest was not able to make it, uh, which is understandable. Things happen in life. Um, so here we are for episode. I'm not even sure what episode we're at now. 20 something. I'm positive of that. Episode 20 something. I've, you know, the show goes on because all of my, uh, friends that are into podcasting that do podcasting have told me time and again that something magic happens at around episode 35. So the commitment to keep giving you good information, having fun, showing you how to live and do life and business on your terms here on the Big Ticket Life. We're going to keep doing that work. We're going to stay consistent. We're going to show up every week and have a show for you. So this week, uh, it's going solo with just myself. Um, a lot of things up against this episode might sound a little a little nasally, a little congested. That's because I am. There's no doubt about that. Dealing with a nasty, uh, nasty sinus infection. And thank you. This is why having an excellent producer, uh, Chris Stone from castahead.net is great because he just flashes on the screen. Welcome to episode 26. So there we go. We're episode 26, nine episodes away from that magic number of 35. And, uh, you know, I don't know what magic expressly happens at episode 35. I've been told some things, but uh, the, the reality is there are very few shows that actually make it to 35 episodes. I think I've actually heard a number that something like 80% of all shows never make it past seven episodes. Um, you know, so I'm locked in on this show. I'm locked in on bringing you great, great information, great guests. This time, a lot of great information for myself. Um, Going to talk with you about shifting your selling position, which as of this show recording, I don't know if you're listening to this live, uh, when we record it and stream it out on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn, which is kind of a unique aspect of the big ticket life. Um, it's a different wrinkle in podcasting because, you know, it does require you to be in a space consistently every week, um, to record the show properly, right? Without audio, video glitches, but, uh, to me, you get a lot of juice out of that squeeze of doing the show because you get great live content that goes out on your three channels or, or as many channels as you want. I choose three. Um, but uh, you also then get the audio a week later. So it is kind of a neat little thing that we do. But I bring that up because today is June 14th. Uh, stock markets are in crazy position. Crypto markets are even crazier position. You know, there's a lot of pressure everywhere on you, your business, your customers. And, you know, the answer to that is not to make excuses. The answer to that is not to tuck tail. The answer to that is not to throw your hands up in frustration. The answer to that is dig in, uh, consistently do the work and find new ways to connect with your customer. And that's what uh, we're going to talk about today. Um, one little brief update that I have for you that I'm really excited about. So I was invited to speak on a stage um, at the Slaymaker Success Summit. So that's coming up in October, October 14th. Um, really cool event in central Pennsylvania. Obviously, it's open to anybody that would want to attend. I think you should consider attending, whether you're in Lancaster, Pennsylvania or Lancaster, California. You should definitely attend a lot of great speakers. Um, Chris uh, mentioned him briefly, chriscastahead.net. Pulling the levers right now, taking you through the strokes on the page here. Um, if you need a great podcast team, he's your team, has my 100% endorsement. But uh, 
here on the screen, the Slaymaker Success Summit. We've got the site up, scrolling through it, and I'll be speaking on October 14th. It's a Friday. It's an all-day event. Uh, there'll be a VIP dinner that night. Tickets are super, super affordable. This is really Kyle Slaymaker's... Um, he's putting his footprint on the central Pennsylvania area and region for, um, for business leadership and business success. And I am happy to help him with this event, be on this stage and uh, be a part of it. So tickets are a hundred bucks for general admission, $200 for VIP. I really recommend you check it out. But anyway, um, moving on. So that's Slaymaker Success Summit. We'll have that uh, in the comments and the notes. We'll, we'll get it out to you wherever, whenever you listen to this, it'll be uh, available to you to check that out. All right. So shifting your selling position, as I said, you know, this, I think, again, June 14th, world's kind of seemingly in chaos. I don't know. I don't really watch a lot of news. I check in on my investments. I check in on the Dow. I check in on the crypto markets because I've got things in those places. And it's not, it's not all uh, rainbows and kittens and unicorns right now, that's for sure. But I do know this much, that having a premium selling position and shifting your business through you know, through the gears, so to say, through the selling positions that I'm going to lay out really is what has uh, uh, my primary retail business in a secure, very strong position. It's what others I know that I've worked with that have gone into these positions that they're feeling very good about where they are uh, right now in the market that they serve. So when you look at your selling positions of your businesses, you really have businesses that sit in what's called a needs Base position. These are things that are more commodity driven, commodity thought of, commodity focused. And sometimes businesses put themselves in that box needlessly. Uh, they needlessly put themselves in that needs position because they choose simply to compete on price, simply to com compete on features, simply to compete on the next promotion. They literally live and die by the next sales cycle. Right. So that's what I look at as a needs based uh, business and selling position. A wants based uh, business is something like, think of it like a toll booth on the way to the beach, right? Especially here in my region of the world, you head down to the New Jersey shore or the Maryland shore. Uh, there's tolls, you know, so, so a wants based business has that allure of, I really want to get to the destination. I really want to connect to this thing. But you have to do business through a select group of merchants, retailers, providers, sellers. Um, so it's more of a want. A wants-based business is more of like a toll booth position, um, which is good. It's certainly better than needs. But it's more of a um, desire. It's more people who like kind of want to be there because they want to get to the beach. So you're in that toll booth position. And it's okay, but there are alternate routes, right? If you think of the analogy, there are alternate routes to get to the beach. It does take a little longer to get there, right? They put the toll up because it is an express lane. It is easier, but there are other options. So the needs-based business is really commodity-driven. Wants-based business kind of, kind of attaches to the want of the person buying it. And you're in that toll booth position. I kind of like to think of this like through the lens of Rolex, if you think, if you want to buy a real Rolex and you want to have the real warranty and the real service records behind it, you're going to buy it from a Rolex dealer and not so much on 
the gray market, as it's called. Uh, there's certainly a lot of legitimate pieces being sold on the gray market, but you know, you may want to consider um, uh, that investment. You may want to consider the long-term viability of it in that watch because of where it was bought, right? So just an example of a wants-based business. Now, a desire-based business, which is where I feel we've shifted our retail store, Gardner's Mattress and more, into a position of desire is because we have created that desire, right? And I think of other businesses, two as an example, one of being Tesla and the other one being Apple. So these are businesses where, you know, Tesla has created this almost pinnacle-like selling position of having people lined up for months to possibly years. Uh, I think the Tesla truck is coming out soon, but so far as I know, the world still has a bunch of people happily having deposited money on a waiting list, ready to buy the minute it's available. Um, they are eagerly awaiting that purchase. And if you think about that example, that pinnacle position, right, of desire of Tesla, which is a car, all the way down to the needs-based car sellers that are doing the $99 a month lease, uh, no credit needed, bad credit, all credit positioning, there is, you know, and then the wants car business would probably be like Lexus, BMW. There's the spectrum right there. Um, you know, you've got that needs position seller of cars, that wants position seller of cars, and then the pinnacle position seller of cars where desire takes over and cachet and appeal are most important along with outcome of benefit to the purchaser. That's where Tesla is in that pinnacle selling position. And I really urge you as a business owner to kind of think about where you are in those positions, right? Do you, are you, uh, are you willingly downshifting your selling position as opposed to upshifting it? You know, what, what, what in the, in the different positions makes you go from the opportunity to be a pinnacle seller? where desire and benefit is the only thing that matters to the customer and they'll pay any price for it, wait any amount of time for it, jump through any amount of hoops for it. You know, if you think about Tesla, they're not on every corner. I mean, how many, how many car dealers does a Tesla purchaser and car owner have to drive past and skip over to buy a vehicle, right? And, and there's even other electric vehicles available to them. But Tesla's in that pinnacle position. There's no doubt about it. You could you can have your disagreements with the owner of Tesla, Elon Musk. You can have your disagreements there. You can have your disagreements on the viability of electric cars. I, I don't know what they are. That's not the purpose of, of bringing that up. The reality is their customers are skipping over many, many, many other options to go buy from them. And... If you study it, they're in that pinnacle selling position, right? Um, so consider that. Consider how many people are skipping over your competitors, if any, to come to you. That's really where the rubber meets the road with that question, right? Um, and it almost deterred, like if you can answer that, if you can say, well, they never skip. Well, then you're certainly not in that pinnacle position 
and you might not even be in that wants position, you're likely more in a needs-based position. Because if you're finding your customers are saying, well, this, this seller has this deal at this price and this other seller has this deal at that price, so what's your match? It's about as commodity defined as you're going to get. It's about as needs defined as it's going to be because the customer is just viewing that as a price, product, promotion, purchase, and whoever will satisfy those boxes the least expensive way or the cheapest way. That's who they're going to go with. There's no loyalty there. Uh, There's no connection there. And likely, your business is going to really work harder than it needs to be to exist. So again, thinking of needs to wants to that pinnacle selling position for our business, I'll give you some examples of what we've done uh, in the last year in our business to shift into that pinnacle position, really the last two years, um, to shift into that pinnacle position. I'll I'll go through that here uh, momentarily. Uh, Another business to think about is Apple, right? Apple's another one in that pinnacle position. And, you know, your, your, uh, Android fans, please don't beat me up. I get it. I get there's other options. Um, there's no doubt that there's other options, but the reality of it is that, uh, Apple has done something else that's very unique and created that pinnacle position for their market, right? The markets move. When Apple releases a new product, their stock price moves when they release a new product. And most importantly, people move, line up, and wait when they release a new product. Uh, Now, you can, again, like the Tesla arguments, you can have arguments and disagreements on the merits of the product. Or do some of the Android devices have better chips and better operating systems? Maybe, maybe not. Not my shtick, not my thing. Um, I know I'm an iPhone user because they're just easy and that just works for me. But Apple has created that. You just don't see the same rampant buying behavior of a that equates a pinnacle selling position. You just don't see it with other devices. I've never seen a camp out tent line up in a parking lot with people sleeping in tents for a Samsung device. I've just not seen it. You don't see about it in news reports like you do with Apple, okay? And and the other thing about that, and you could say, well, those things have waned as phone plans and devices have become more ready. I mean, we're on the iPhone 13 at this point, I believe. Certainly that intent has waned. However, what hasn't waned is the fact that people now go from the 11 to the 12 to the 13 in a matter of a couple of years following the genesis of device release and not keeping the phone because it still works. It's that pinnacle position of you need this, here it is, buy it now, even though your other device works perfectly fine. Now, some of the things that help complement that position are their partners have made buying phones easier, their trade-in market, has certainly made that a little more appealing, but Apple has moved that market. Okay? Apple's helped to create that pinnacle selling position of rabid repeat buying behavior because they've moved the markets to do so. 
Because Apple basically said, we've created amazing customers that want our stuff and want it repeatedly. So the market needs to help us digest that. The market needs to help us throughput that. So how are you helping your complementing partners move the market into that pinnacle selling position for you? It's another question to think about. So in our business, mattresses, right? Mattresses are about as seemingly on the surface, they're about as commodity driven as possible. Right. If you look at any mattress advertising today, some of the first things you're hit with are price, then deadline. In conjunction with that, it's a sale right now. Oh, I don't know. In mid June, we're in this, we're in this flip a coin, uh, no man zone of it's either, oh my gosh, sale extended for Memorial Day weekend because Memorial Day weekend was rather late this year, about as late as it can be. And we're also two weeks out or so from July 4th. So we're either in the hold your breath consumer, please, promotion of two weeks extended Memorial Day or the pre-sale to July 4th. Oh my gosh, be still my heart, right? Like this is so amazing for mattress consumers. The industry has bestowed upon you the opportunity to save yet again on a mattress, right? And then as it goes beyond July 4, there'll be... July 4th extension and then a pre-Labor Day sale. And it just, yeah, oh, it just wears me out that I'm part of this industry. So we don't play those games at all because it's, it's such a hard game to play because when you're on that constant cycle of promotion, you live and die by the promotion. Whereas if you sell true benefit, and the true benefit of sleep and everything about your marketing holds that up, you definitely shift out of that needs position. You're in a wants position, but then you become, then you have opportunity to be in a pinnacle selling position. And what we've created is what we call our less snore, more cuddle sleep systems. And actually, um, I know Chris is in the background. He kind of does his things, but if he's listening, which I'm sure he is, maybe we can bring up lessnoremorecuddle.com to showcase this pinnacle selling position because we're the only store that offers these sleep systems. It's our mark. It's our intellectual property. We are showcasing these systems in just about every comfort and support style possible that's available to you. We're in the works of making new things with our vendors. Again, like Apple, moving the market, moving the partners around you. Uh, we were in the studio for a week back in March, shooting the footage you see on the screen, a total of 30 minutes for an infomercial, and then breaking it down into all kinds of other chunks for digital media and smaller, uh, smaller uh, media uses. So we'll, we have anywhere from 15 seconds to three minutes of snippets out of this one effort. But Less Snore More Cuddle is really, it's all about the benefit. It's all about telling a story about people that suffer from specific aches and pains, um, the, the inability to compromise and snoring issues, which that net cast about catches up about 80%, maybe even as many as 96% of couples out there. Um, and uh, the reality is when we point the message at people suffering in that way, we become one of a few answers 
to help them out. And Les Snormore Cuddle tells that whole story and really shifts our business into that pinnacle, as I like to call it, pinnacle selling position. So again, needs would be, we've got a mattress at this price. It's this sale, the extended Memorial Day sale, and it ends the day before the pre-July 4 sale kicks in, right? That's a needs-based business. And those businesses really have a hard time keeping up because they're outdone by the next person with the lowest price. They're outdone by the next business with a better sounding sale. They're outdone by the next business with a more newer, fancier uh, driven technology, if you will. And the inside ball in mattress technology is there's really not a lot of new technology that really comes around. It's a lot of marketing around existing technology that actually just works. But our industry as a whole has struggled with truly getting behind um, selling better sleep. It's why we authored our book, Sleep Better. It's why everything we do, our whole guiding mission in our business is to change the way our customers feel about mattress stores. Do you think that's a mission that Apple had about the cell phone? I think so. I don't know that it was ever as directly communicated as that changed the way you feel about the phone in your pocket. But it certainly changes the way people feel about, about buying a phone. You know, having an Apple mark on your products, there, you know, there is a level of cachet, there is a level of sophistication, there is a level of arrival. There is a level of, you know, hey, this is a cool device and I'm a cool person because I have the cool device. Same thing with Tesla. They definitely sat out to, or set out, sorry, set out to change the way people feel about the car buying experience. There's no doubt about that. So that's our mission. Change the way our customers feel about mattress stores because we're focused on the benefit. We're focused on helping our folks wake up happy with reduced pain and sleep better. That's our whole goal. And being committed to that is what almost forces you into that away, certainly away from a needs position. It forces you into wants. And then it's just an extra commitment of saying, you know what? I do want to be the pinnacle player. I do want to shift my business into that position. So having that conviction to say, what's the mission? What do we want to change? What do we want to stand for? And how are we going to help and demonstrate people that we do that? You know, that those are some of the key ingredients to shifting into that uh, pinnacle position. And I feel we've done that. We continue to work on it, continue to go forward with it. And um, it's something that really has, you know, paid off for our business in the last two years and looking ahead as the economy constricts. There's no doubt that's going to happen. Uh, there's no doubt we've got some headwinds. You know, your average, your average family. I've heard reports of something like fifty six hundred dollars. It's it costs more to live and exist right now than it did last year between fuel prices, food prices. So that's fifty six hundred dollars of extra income, about five hundred bucks a month or so, that your customer has to say, "I have to come up with that," or "I have to cut back." So. If it's a business they're looking at, who's only saying this purchase needs to be focused at with price product promotion, they're just going to look at you as a need. They're going to look at this purchase as a need and they're going to go to the lowest 
price seller. Because those who told them to do so, they just built that expectation up in their mind, uh, which is not good. Um, in good times and bad, businesses can succeed. There's zero doubt in my mind about that. And by the way, pinnacle positioned businesses will almost always speak to an affluent market. And an affluent market in down times has less pains. They have less issues. Um, the reality is that $5,600 metric doesn't really affect them. Um, yes, it does. Like Affluent people don't pay less of the grocery store. They don't pay less of the gas tank. They just don't feel the pinch. It's as simple as that. And their decision point might be, well, this month, it's going to be a new amazing sleep system. And next month, it'll be the deck. Whereas, you know, prior to that, it might have been, it's going to be the deck and the sleep system this month. So they just simply spread it out over two months. Those are the kinds of things that happen. But when you're squarely positioned at commodity-based customers, low price customers, customers that um, treat you and your business like a commodity because that's how you've trained them, for them, it's, it's, well, this mattress is the thing all year. It's the mattress or vacation. It's the HVAC system or vacation, right? It's, well, I guess we got to get new phones for the kids because their phones no longer are served and we got to get those. So it's that. That's the problem. Uh, when you squarely put yourself in that needs-based selling position. So again, to just kind of run through the gears, right? Take you through it. Needs, wants, and pinnacle. Needs are that commodity-focused business where all that you do is compete on price, you compete on product, uh, you compete with promotion. There's really no salesmanship. I mean, again, looking back at my industry, if you look at ads, uh, what are they really selling? I mean, if you really look at the ad, whether that's on a screen through a cell phone or a computer or a newspaper ad, um, what are they really selling? It's it's a picture of a white rectangle with a price, a slash through that price, and then a lower price, and then a deadline. There's no more salesmanship in print. There's no more salesmanship really at all. It's just, here's the thing that we think you need. Buy it today because it's a great price. And the problem with that is that position of selling is it's okay, it's transactional, but there's so many other sellers that make it easy to do transactional business. You know, you can, you can buy a mattress and you can buy most anything. I use mattresses as an example because it's my most connected business. Uh, but you can buy a mattress at a club store like Costco or Sam's Club. You can buy it at Target. You can buy it at Aldi's. You know, grocery stores now, uh, Home Depot or Lowe's. So it's, you know, you're there getting mulch for the Saturday project. You realize your back's going to hurt. You're sick and tired of your back hurting. You realize it's time for a new bed. It's easy to throw in the cart. It's easy to get home and you do it. So this needs based selling position needs to really be thought out of can you truly penetrate the market, secure that position and then keep it, sustain it up against the club stores, the Amazon stores, the, all the other options that are so much easier than maybe you have yourself positioned in your market. A wants business, again, 
It's a better business. It's a toll, it's a toll gate. It's a toll booth on a fun destination, right? I didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I'll spend a few minutes here. So these are like your Rolexes, your, your high-end fashion labels, your high-end jewelry labels. All right. These are things that people want. It's, it's even home remodeling to a degree, right? Um, providing the home remodeler tells the story. I was thinking about this. Um, as I said, I had my guest uh, bail last minute. So I kind of had to pull this presentation out, which I have. Thankfully, if you're a little pro tip, if you're in this business of giving presentations, often you should always have a pocket presentation or two at the ready. Uh, something that you can talk about that you know, like the back of your hand. And um, so as I was thinking about what I would talk with you today, you know, I realized there's a lot of window companies as an example, just, you know, the buy four, get the fifth one free, right? Well, what about talking about the window you look out in your backyard at your kids growing up? What about painting that picture? Windows are home. Home is where our most cherished memories are created. I don't see any advertising like that. I don't see any positioning like that from any window seller. They're seemingly right there with the mattress guys. Price, product, and promotion. Most windows are white. Most windows are rectangles. White rectangles seems to be what they're selling too, right? Um, so, you know, like a want, a wants-based business can, can be so much more. It doesn't need to be this, uh, this commodity driven thing, you know, um, as an example, we just had a new deck put on our house and we were blessed and fortunate to have a massive turnout for my son's graduation party. What a memory that created. Okay. Um, I don't see many, uh, deck builders advertising in that way that this is where memories will be made. This is where more memories will be made. This is where you'll add memories. This is where you'll add connectiveness to your family. See, that's a wants-based business. There's nobody that I know who has a family that doesn't want more of those memories to be created. And that's your wants position. And then your pinnacle position is where the attraction is so high because everything along the way from the mission, again, our mission, change the way you feel about mattress stores, Tesla's mission, certainly Again, maybe not exactly in print, but it's undeniable. Change the way you view the car buying experience. All right. Um, change the way you even think about cars overall from gas powered engine to electric, but another conversation. But the reality is they're in that pinnacle position. For us, we want to change the way that you feel about going to sleep, the way you feel about waking up with reduced pain, the way you feel about sleeping with your partner, the way we can address your unique issues and bring you together in bed. So for that 30-year day, there isn't resentment. There isn't anger. There isn't frustration. You get less of the problems and more of the benefit, less snore and more cuddle, right? These are those pinnacle positions that you can put your business into where people are attracted. People will pay most anything and, and jump through most any hoop and wait most any time to, uh, to do business with you. A little side note of that is like Tesla, you wait weeks to months for the vehicle. Uh, Apple, you, if you're hooked on the new release, you're waiting a year for the new release. In our business, you know, uh, you've probably heard same day, next day delivery. 
Well, in our business, we're four weeks. That's what we've been consistently telling people in the last, uh, for the last few months, at least. Uh, it was out six weeks as we were in 2020 and early 21, but we've never been, even prior to March of 2020, we were never a same day, next day business. We were always two weeks because why wouldn't we be? We want to get you your product freshly made from the factory so it doesn't sit on a shelf, so it doesn't take excess wear and tear on a warehouse and through the logistical channel. We want it to be factory fresh for you. And let's face it, you've waited 10 years, 12 years, 15 years to replace your mattress. What's two more weeks or four more weeks at this point to get the right fit? And that's that's another benefit of being in that pinnacle position is you get to, it dictates a hard word for that, for this uh, thought, but you really do kind of get to dictate those terms because on the back end for our business, that's a tremendous benefit to not have that operational pressure of same day, next day delivery. Uh, so there's benefits on both sides to that pinnacle selling position. You benefit as the operator because your logistics are less constrained, easier, more fluid, easier to execute, which for the customer, gives them a better five-star experience, which after all, that's what this is all about. Delivering that exceptional experience because if you don't have that, if you don't have that five-star experience, you're never going to shift into that pinnacle selling position. So this was a shorter one than normal, which is all right. It was just me on the episode. Really was kind of neat, a little refreshing break in the cycle of episodes to to have a little different vibe for you. But just remember, needs, wants, or pinnacle selling position, it's your choice. You can certainly choose which one, and I'm positive there are people who've made millions of dollars in a needs-based positioned selling business, and that's fine. Um, the reality is, if you're unhappy with where your business is going, look at shifting gears from needs to wants, or then wants into that pinnacle position, and I'm sure you'll be happy that you made that choice to level up and shift that business into that pinnacle selling position. Really appreciated spending time with you today. And I will see you next week on The Big Ticket Life. Take care. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Big Ticket Life. You've heard from another amazing guest living their own big ticket life. And now it's time to live yours. First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Find your gift at gift.bigticketlife.live. That's gift.bigticketlife.live. See, all your life you've been told what is and what is impossible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, it's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners, and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat in your business, away from commodity and away from competition into a market of one so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. 
So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now. Accept this gift. Book your call. Go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.